Welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. Vialto is your ally in mobility, tax and immigration solutions. We spark meaningful growth for your business and your people. At Vialto, we push the boundaries of global mobility, powering positive outcomes in business and beyond. Our teams partner closely with you, providing extensive expertise and seamless tech-enabled experiences so you can mobilize a dynamic global workforce and unlock potential. Hi, and welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast from Vialto Partners. This is series three of the employment taxes part of the podcast, which focuses on real hot topics for organizations. Today, we're focusing on global contingent workers. I'm Ash Majithia, I'm the global employment tax lead at Vialto, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Connor Tobin, who leads our global contingent workforce advisory service. Connor, welcome. Thanks, Ash, yeah, pleasure to be here. So this is one of the areas that I'm actually asked most about, as clients want to take advantage of the global labour pool, but often struggle to manage the associated risks. In light of this, I thought it'd be good to sit down with you and share some of the trends we're seeing globally, as well as what companies are doing to address some of these challenges. So, Connor, perhaps if we start by looking at the big picture, it'd be great to understand what are we seeing from a global shift and what is driving that trend? So we're all aware there have been a number of changes in the world of work over the last few years one of which has been a significant shift in organisations augmenting their workforce with proportionally more contingent labour. And for clarity, it's probably worth saying, as I appreciate there are lots of different terms used globally, but when I say contingent labour, I'm referring to anyone not on a permanent employment contract. So that could be under any number of guises, such as freelancers, gig workers, agency staff, temps or contractors, but effectively workers that are, quote, unquote, independent from an organisation. Now, clearly contingent workers are not new. However, various factors have driven their recent expansion. If we look back over the last few years, companies have had to operate through incredibly uncertain conditions, from global pandemics to conflicts to inflation. And contingent labour is one mechanism that has provided flexibility and agility to navigate this increasing or decreasing a workforce quickly in response to demand and without the need for associated financial and morale costs that come with employee reductions. So there have been pressures driving the trend, but there have also been opportunities pulling it. If we look at developments in technology, they've created global workforces that transcend country borders, allowing international remote work to become the norm. And in the race for talent, This has allowed organisations to be able to tap into new global contingent labour pools and take advantage of different technical knowledge, experience and skill sets. Technology also revolutionised and created new industries, such as platform companies, which lend themselves to contingent models. That's great. And I suppose from a corporate perspective, that makes total sense. But what about the workers, Connor? How do they fit into this model? It's a great question. Because in reality, this isn't just being driven by the corporates. Workers are part of the change. As new generations come into the workforce, they're no longer looking for a job for life. Instead, they want experiences and projects. Even at the mid-management level, we're seeing more engagement on a contingent basis, reflecting a demand for autonomy, flexibility and greater work-life balance. 
It's part of the great resignation we've seen. Workers are voting with their feet. And the combined result of all of these pushing and pulling factors is a massive acceleration in use of contingent labour globally. The latest surveys are predicting that contingent workforce will grow by more than 50% this year alone, with certain markets like the US expecting more contingent workers in the labour force than there will be employees by the end of the decade. Wow, that's an actual amazing stat. And I actually find that clients and well, friends sometimes are shocked when they find out how high the stats are. Um, but this all sounds like a really positive change so far, Connor. So what are the issues that organisations are facing and that they should look out for? So if we look globally, increasingly authorities have, or are at least in the process of, responding to this trend from a regulatory perspective. And they're doing this primarily to try and both protect workers' rights, but also ensure the right level of employment taxes are paid. And the result is more scrutiny being placed on assessing, testing and challenging employment status. Whether that's restrictions on subcontracting in South America, increased audit activity across the continent, or even the off-payroll rules here in the UK, the direction of travel is the same. Authorities want end-using organisations to be responsible for the compliance of their whole workforce. Only a couple of months ago, you may recall we saw the EU vote and approve changes to the EU platform directive, where they brought in the presumption that the starting point is that workers are to be considered as employed. Clearly, that's only one industry, but it's a great example of the view and the approach that we are seeing to this at the governmental level, Ash. And the real difficulty for organisations looking to respond to that appropriately is that the question of employment status is often subjective, which makes assessments complex. And the cost of getting it wrong can be severe, not just from a financial and operational perspective, but also reputationally. Ultimately, the public are now holding organisations accountable too. You only have to open the papers daily to see multinationals in there for getting this wrong. So, I mean, this sounds like this is one of those areas which crosses over both tax and employment law. And obviously we aren't qualified for the employment law side. So how are we seeing organisations manage, especially the tax side, how are they managing this effectively? Yeah, so there are, there are various things that companies are doing, Ash, and what ultimately is right for a given organisation will depend on factors like their industry, workforce, etc. But some of the key fundamentals to start with. One, ensuring transparency. If you don't have visibility of who your workers are and what they're doing, you're not going to be able to understand or manage the risks. It may seem like stating the obvious, but this really is the starting point and it's often not done effectively. Two, having clear ownership. Often we see misalignment between procurement, the business and the people and tax functions. Where organisations really tackle this well, they're approaching the issue on a cross as a cross-functional group. Some organisations are even bringing HR and procurement together to approach compliance from a total workforce perspective. Three, finally, use technology. The sheer scale of this challenge, you have to automate and use tech to provide the governance and controls needed, as well as to enable you to tackle into technical knowledge, positions across jurisdictions globally and on a real-time basis, so that you're able to navigate through what is a subjective and changing landscape. It is worth saying as well that where companies are doing this well, we don't just see them benefiting from managing compliance risks. It also brings an array of other benefits. For example, having greater visibility of your workforce can enable you to identify and retain key talent. It can also 
allow you to truly understand and report against your DE&I objectives on your whole workforce. Ultimately, contingent workers are here to stay and the regulatory landscape is going to continue to evolve and challenge employment status. So if organisations want to be at the forefront of benefiting from this flexible labour pool, they should embrace the change and tackle these challenges head on. Thank you, Connor. And I suppose one cheeky plug from me is around the technology that we already have that can help companies with some of the knowledge management. So final question, where does this sit usually within an organisation? Who manages this? Who's responsible? And how do they like to use technology? It's a really good point to raise, as often there isn't clear management. At Vialto, our focus is helping organisations manage the employment tax risks associated with a global contingent workforce. And therefore, it's typically group heads of tax, tax managers and the tax function that we see taking a lead on this aspect, as ultimately they are responsible for the tax risk to the organisation as a whole. In terms of what they tell us they want from our technology, which is core to its development, they want access to tax technical rules across countries globally. They want automated application of those rules in order to help them assess and triage cases based on risk. They want an ability to bring in risk management controls such as approval processes. And they want the ability to be able to integrate and interact with the wider business stakeholders such as procurement, HR, or even hiring managers in order to help them address those issues holistically. I agree, this is definitely a space to watch. So we would like to thank you for joining us today for Vialto's Employment Taxes podcast series, and we hope that it was time well spent for you. If you have any questions in relation to managing your contingent workforce, please reach out to me, Connor, or your usual Vialto contact. In the coming episodes, we'll be talking to experts on contingent workforce in other parts of the world, so keep an eye open for those. Until then, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.